2: Welcome to Foxy Browns. I'm Priyanka. I'm Camilla. And this is a podcast that navigates beauty and wellness from our perspectives as women of color.
0: This week, like every week, we're talking stuff and things, tips and tricks, and deconstructing Western beauty standards. And we are joined by special guest Aisha Sese. So Aisha is an American journalist of Sierra Leonean and British descent. Um, she's just come off 13 years at Siena. Is that Ooh, right?
1: Woof. Yep.
0: Was count, that right? The,
1: count the gray hairs.
0: Oh my <laughs> goodness. Come on. Um, where she was an anchor. And correspondent but she left cable news to write about her time covering the 2014 abduction of 276 schoolgirls by the terrorist organization Boko Haram in her book Beneath the Tamarind Tree. Welcome.
2: Hey, so lovely to have you here. <laughs> it's good to
0: be here. We're Where s- do we start? Where do we start? Where do we start? I mean, I mean <laughs> It feels kind of crazy to say that she's been covering the abduction and go straight into beauty products, but that's how we go. That's what Honestly, we do. Honestly, that's what we do. That Please. is what we do. <laughs> and in,
1: through beauty and wellness, I found balance yes, yes absolutely so.
0: That's how you pull yourself away from all the like heaviness of your actual life exactly. um the first thing we do is talk about stuff and things which is like a product a service a class a fitness thing a, men- a mental health thing that you have enjoyed in the past like week or so mm. um we can start so you have time to think okay okay great what is your stuff and thing this week cam
2: um mine is actually it's the return policy <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Well, I didn't realize that they actually had a very decent return policy. I thought it was just like a standard, you know, um, you know, if you've used it, you can't return it. Um, turns out that's not true. How oh. much can you use? <laughs> um, you, as much as you bloody like. <laughs> so I was uh, told by a uh, listener, Alex, who basically anything under a year. You can return it to Sephora, no questions asked. That sounds well dodgy. Right? To use our right. language from the home country. Indeed, indeed. But I walked into Sephora the other day with like a bag full of stuff. And um, I said, hi, I can't use some of this stuff. Some of it didn't agree with me. Some of it I just didn't like. Some my dermatologist doesn't want me to use. And she didn't care. <laughs> she was just like, zip, zip, <laughs> no. no. And then put everything back onto a gift card. And then I walked away. wait, 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 wait. wait but you don't need receipts you don't need anything because with Sephora everything's tracked in your purchase history because you've got that little <gasps> oh. net phone number so everything's all there so everything actually everything you've ever bought from Sephora is in that list which was horrifying as well <laughs> yes well it's interesting
1: how probably that's
2: evolved over time oh, Very that's much. interesting that was really really fascinating yeah so everything's there and so long as it's within the last um, 12 months they'll just you know beep it back and um, then you get a little gift card so I then I returned and it was a combination of things there were like a couple of like foundations that mm-hmm. I didn't really like there was a um a couple of lipsticks and eyebrow thing which i don't use anymore since i've had mine microbladed oh. um a few bits and pieces and i got back about like 300 or something this, that's wild great and then i turned around and used that immediately on some stuff that i did actually need so i got some drunk elephant vitamin c serum and then i got these dr gross peel pads which um yes. uh, yeah. kilo um, a kilo quiche recommended to us and then by the way the new sephora at the grove is it rocking out? It's massive. Okay, really? I have to it's go. It's enormous. And if you spend over two hundred dollars, you get a free facial. So I had a hydrofacial in the middle of the <gasps> store. Wow, which was a ma- it? incredible. But it's what like, I was
1: going to say was that relaxing though in the middle of the store. <laughs> it
2: was actually it was like, free. <laughs> It was free. free. It was, it relaxing. was, free. Yes. It was yes. free. Relaxing, indeed, indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very much like you know it's basically taking like a wet Hoover to your face and just vacuuming out all of your stuff. And then in a very insane way, they show you afterwards what has been taken out Whee! of your skin. Um, in this little thing, which is kind of gross but also very fascinating. How much does
1: it usually cost?
2: I don't know. I think maybe like $50 or something. Oh, wow. I don't know. I'm guessing actually. I have no idea. But um, yeah, so. so was there space. an announcement in the store? Willing victim for facial yeah. <laughs> in
1: aisle five. Yeah. Gather around, ladies and gentlemen. Gather
2: around.
0: That's which, incredible. It was great.
2: And then also, you know, the thing I always forget is that they do, well, they'll make you a sample of anything. That's true. Yeah. yeah. You can
0: try anything.
2: Yeah. So yeah. I know all of them. It's, it's the same is. at
0: Whole Foods. You, they will open any package for you so Wait, you can what? try it. Shut
2: up. Yes.
0: R- anything. Yes, because I took a smoothie off the shelf. I was starving and thirsty and I was like, this looks fine. And I drank it. I hated it. Yeah. And I was like, just so you know, I hated this. I did drink from it, but I'll pay for it. And they were like, no, you don't have to. And I was like, what do you mean? They said you can try anything in the store.
2: These oh. are interesting business models, I have to say.
0: Well, they make some well, – What does it matter?
2: God. Whole Foods is owned by Jeff Bezos now, so it's yeah. so a business model. Be damned. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they said you can try anything. Like if there's a package of nuts, you can like open it up, try it, and you can sample anything in the store. I am going to go to Whole
2: Foods and sample some <laughs> caviar <laughs> tonight. I try this and this and this and this. Don't
0: like it. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna make go a little like
2: meal, it. a little snacking meal. Going to- Samples <laughs> sample some melba like, toast and some bleenies? beluga caviar <laughs> that is what i'm gonna do at the fish counter listen for dinner is, i said i and i was like
0: they don't advertise that he's like no why would we and i was yeah, like Good you're point. right <laughs> that's an excellent point
2: but um, now we know and now exactly. everybody listen for C. browns you can, you, know,
0: you can make a big day out honestly of we're not
2: going to we're not going to make a single dent in <laughs> jeff's money no, jeff fine. is he's just fine,
0: fine. <laughs> my stuff thing from this week is i've Doing the Liberty Beauty Advent Calendar. Very good. Some great, some middling, some not so great. However, that eye cream. Mm, I haven't opened mine yet. Incredible.
2: Oh, really?
1: What's it? Mm. The one.
2: Dermalogica. Oh. Really? In yeah. an
1: advent calendar. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this is a high class
2: advent calendar. It it's is. very good, but the value, unparalleled. The value, but first we, of all, we, it's we. a full
0: size tube of the Dermalogica eye cream, which I have to say, I sort of like see through Dermalogica because the packaging is not attractive. No, at all. At all. Yeah. Right? No. And to me, a lot of it is just like, oh, it's cute. Yeah, it's pretty. I'll buy yeah. it. Yeah. But that gray, um, the
1: white, it's yeah. just like Blair. Exactly. No,
0: but it's a wonderful texture. It really kept me moist without being greasy. Mm-hmm. Um, um, because when it's greasy, it can kind of like, you know, it can create, what's it called? Like milia or those like little white bumps. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm really, really liking it. And you know how long I've been looking for an eye
1: cream that yes. I like.
0: And so this tube, apparently, I looked up, I was like, how much could this cost? $56. No Jeez. way.
1: Wow. So first of all, let me just ask: How big is the advent calendar? It's if it 30
2: has day, 31 it's days. Big. It's days' oh, size-wise, size-wise, it's
1: if it's carrying full-size it's products,
2: like, two feet by two. Feet Do you need
1: someone yeah. to help you carry said advent no, calendar? Because no,
2: no, you it's, can
0: lift it up. <laughs> lift it, up. <laughs> it just okay. sounds
1: pretty, yeah. Pretty but it was large.
0: the calendar was two hundred and seventy dollars, oh, something no, like it's that. Not that much. No, yeah, no. I didn't. Think
2: Wasn't it two fifty, maybe? I think it's about two fifty. About two fifty. Yeah.
0: But if that was fifty dollars and there's twenty five more things. Yeah. That's
1: value go for money. Yeah. That's go value go for money. Yeah. But and I'm like, yet to find an eye cream that doesn't make me break out
0: well try it so i will
1: have to it doesn't matter what it is the moment i put it under my eyes the next morning i have a kind of irritation and i start to break out so
0: i think a lot of them have retinol in them um yeah things that'll like kind of strip and like but this just seems like a moisturizing one it's not you know it's not trying to like eat away your skin it's Mm. just i don't know
1: all right well i'll take that yeah my stuff and things meditation Uh, Uh ah I, I have been trying mm-hmm. to be diligent mm-hmm. in practice. I did the TM, the Transcendental Meditation. Me too, course. I love this. it. I have to admit though, not managing to do a full 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. 20 minutes it's is a, is, is a it's lot. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. Um, but what I am doing is doing 10 minutes of meditation mm-hmm. and I'm doing 10 minutes of a guided meditation mm-hmm. using oh, the Insight mm-hmm. and platform, Okay, um, which has someone, Um, this particular teacher called Sarah Blondin Mm. who has a series called Living Awake Mm. and just beautiful just you know kind of honoring life so they're under different um, headings subject matters honoring life letting go um, self-love and I'm doing the 10 minute ones Mm. so 10 minutes
2: of TM 10 minutes of Sarah Blondin Oh my gosh. That's
1: how I'm rocking out
2: this last week. And how, how are you are you feeling uh, different at all in your in the rest of your day?
1: I am because I've been doing the one um, around honoring life which is really about gratitude. Yes. And gratitude this is the foundation of abundance and gratitude if you can operate from there it just kind of opens you up to to possibilities yeah. to life and you know it's just taking a position I mean it's also about POV your point of view and so regardless of what it is to so be grateful no matter what form it comes in to understand it could be worse mm-hmm. i find is very calming and mm-hmm. centering and so i'm really trying to dedicate myself to the the theme the principle of gratitude in 2020
2: oh yeah i love that i like that too i find that deep sorry that hit <laughs> <laughs> More than I expected. I love it. Okay, so what's the app called again? It's
1: called um, Insight. Insight. Okay. So So I've been using that and it has... I think hundreds and hundreds of different guided Ooh. meditations and you can use it as a timer, oh, great. which I use also just to time my TM. Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. All right. We'll definitely look into that. That sounds really, really good. I talk about TM all the time. Oh, you, <laughs> well, you can't do it and then, and then benefit from it without sounding like a crazy person when you talk Seriously. about it, because it's not something that you can talk about until you've experienced
1: it. But for me, it's, it's really, are you doing daily? Mm-hmm. Wow. And when
0: I go without, I go nuts.
1: Really? Yeah, I get real sad. So what time day do you do yours? I
0: do it um, on a good day. Like sometimes I do have to skip a day or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I do it um, as soon as our nanny shows up to take care of our daughter, which Mm -hmm. is eight. So I do it right before I start my day. So I'm like done with TM by like 8.30. And then I do it before I pick up my son from school. So whether so I'm in doing the car, you do, do- it do twice a day. Wow. Yeah, now I'm feeling a, a little, you know, yeah. slack.
2: I mean, yeah, but- I'm not meditating at all. So I feel very, very slack. <laughs> well, I, but wouldn't, I'm
0: giving- <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh, the only reason is I was very diligent about it at the beginning. And I felt such a benefit that I know now that when I don't do it, yes. I feel different. Yes. It's like you an exercise. Exactly. Yeah. It's like I yeah. know how it feels when I don't meditate. Yeah. And how so do it-
1: you feel when you meditate? I'm,
0: I feel much less anxious. I feel much, le- much more even keel and capable, mm. I find, I just feel like it's like a, it's like a chemical wash for my brain. Yeah. I just feel so much more calm about things. And um, creatively,
1: because my t- my TM teacher made a big deal yeah. out of saying a lot of celebrities that we know from mm-hmm. Lionel Richie to even Michael Jackson all did TM and it helped them with a lot of songs that we know they unblocked them creatively yeah
0: i would say that the benefit that i felt creatively or even in anything pertaining to my work is that all the noise and the kind of frantic feeling of like there's so much to do there's so much to do there's so much to do Mm. that all clears away and it's it just my day is very clear i know what i have to do i know what order i need to do it in i find it easier to focus on tasks and like really yeah it's helped me in with everything i'm I'm a more i'm a better mom honestly i'm a better partner like i'm i'm less short-tempered like it just it was a weird one like my husband made me go (laughs) it's like the Peloton ad it really is it's very my husband made me go to therapy and (laughs) made me go to meditation (laughs) I support therapy dragged kicking and screaming and obviously it changed my life for the better in so many ways God bless him but once I went I was like oh crap I could have lived like this my whole life I felt so dumb I was like why did I have to be 38 and pregnant to figure this out the things I could have achieved but uh, yeah I love that yeah whatever it, whatever it was but Aisha we're so excited to have you here today um I'd love to talk a little bit about your path I mean you're obviously a beautiful woman on the outside but also the inside the things you've done I mean the things you've seen (laughs) 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 the things you how did you I mean can you walk us through like just your your journey like where were you
1: born what is the background of
0: your parents how you ended up at CNN Mm -hmm. like all that stuff
1: oh the origin stories. Yeah, story. Yes. please. Um, I'm so like sitting like, <laughs> there. <time at> <laughs> like, you was need a blankie. Yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah. Um, so both of my parents are from Sierra Leone in West mm-hmm. Africa, but um, we're in London finishing off various studies my father was a lawyer my mother was an academic and doing um, a phd when they had children in london and so i was born in london along with my siblings and was you know pretty happy-go-lucky child and expected my life to carry on in london and then turned seven and my parents were like okay we're moving back to africa and i was like what (laughs) where why (laughs) why are we doing this Mm -hmm. So at seven, I was moved to Sierra Leone, where my father picked up his career. My mother um, started teaching at the University of Sierra Leone, which was really a lovely thing for me as a child because I grew up on campus. Yes, that's
2: so, so nice. that kind
1: of idyllic, and it's. Um, kind of on this massive hill yeah, and kind of really cut away from the rest of Freetown, which is kind of teeming and sprawling and hectic. But this was kind of like this sun bleached, you know, Mm. idyllic spot with wildly overgrown bushes and tall grass with hibiscus and Bougainvillea everywhere. And I went to the local primary school with all the other lecturers' kids. Mm -hmm. But what that also did was growing up with other academics  – kids is makes you fiercely kind of competitive oh sure. yeah yeah because everyone's parent is at home uh, saying yeah. you better do well <laughs> you better do better than, <laughs> doctor, the than dr <laughs> sawyer's kid yeah. <laughs> yeah. who lives like two doors down yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. i i grew up in sierra Leone and i was there from seven to 16 oh, wow. you know um spent my formative years there and you know one of the other things that i've always been super grateful for is You know, there's obviously an element of deprivation or I should uh, deprivation might be too strong a word, but they're things you just can't easily access by, you know, growing up in a developing country like Sierra Leone. And and there is a huge upside to that in the sense that, you know, the ready access to makeup Mm -hmm. and alcohol Mm -hmm. and, you know, just the trials and tribulations of being a teenage girl and media Mm -hmm. and you know particularly growing up in Africa where you know being black and being in a place where we're the majority my beauty norms were formed by I felt were very inclusive like I I look like the majority so there was (laughs) never that outsider feeling of too fat too dark wrong Mm -hmm. type of hair you know, because I grew up amongst my people. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. But imagine.
2: <laughs> you know, I cannot relate. <laughs> you, it's just, you know, just one yeah. of those
1: things. It was never like, did you get the latest lipstick this yeah. week or the latest nail color? Yeah. Just not part of our yeah. Yeah. existence. But I moved back to England when I was 16 okay. because I wanted
2: to be an actress. Yeah. Ah. But what made your parents want to move back to Sierra Leone at that point?
1: My parents had a very clear um, vision of not just their lives, but the lives they wanted their children to have, which yeah. was to be able to feel connected to their roots. Yes. Mm. And they felt very strongly that they didn't want us to ever be in a place where, you know, years later we went home and ever said, who's that kid? Yeah, or, right. where, who, we don't know you, mm-hmm. you don't know where, you're, you know, who you're, your relatives are and you just felt again like an outsider yeah, mm-hmm. so for them it was like you know an act of service for them that we go back and we grow up in that environment and it has largely shaped everything that I do because you can't grow up and come from relative comfort not yeah. wealth I mean my parents are middle class mm-hmm. working people but comfort relative mm-hmm. to everybody yes,
2: absolutely. else
1: yeah well I guess a lot of people can but I took from that experience a real desire to help make the world better in whatever way I can yeah and so I went back to
0: (laughs) so you were like acting acting I was gonna say having said that acting feels like a bit of a detour you were 16 you were were allowed
1: yeah and I was convinced that I was going to be the next great talent I was going to be the next I was going to be the black Meryl Streep
2: so there's still time still time well yeah
1: I'm getting up there. So yeah, I
2: mean, like, got 30 years. I mean, like, yeah, you're right.
1: And so I, you know, we used to spend our summer holidays in London. And one summer holiday, I said to my mom, after doing a summer camp at um, the London Academy of, um, I think it was music and dramatic arts. And I said, um, they're starting a, some, an after school program, I'm going to, you know, audition, mm. and I got in and my mother was like, Okay. She's like, you sure you don't want to move back? You don't want to go back home to finish your A-levels, yeah. um, your end of high school exams? I was like, nope. She was like, okay, well, later. <laughs> so I, I left home at 16. Yeah, uh, And so I was living in London with an aunt who mm-hmm. was nominally there and Oof. um navigating life not going to school very much it has right. to be said i bunked right. off like, a lot of course why would you not
2: with all of that freedom and an aunt that's kind of normally <laughs>
1: having grown up yeah. with an yeah. academic yeah, exactly. and like these yeah. fiercely yeah. yeah so i stayed freedom. home and i watched a lot of neighbors which oh, yeah. yes. and, Camelina, okay. and i practiced my acting and yeah. learning Ooh. how to cry on cue from neighbors
2: that's oh, neighbors uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Has range. Absolutely. Turned out some real talent. Indeed. Kylie Minogue Jason Donovan. Donovan. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Wasn't Isla Fisher? Oh no, it was Isla Fisher from Home and Away. No, Home and Away. away. She was Home and
1: Away. But yeah. Margot Robbie. Mm -hmm. Was Margot Robbie on Home and Away? I think so.
2: (gasps) she was with one of because there are only two acting jobs in australia yeah. so it's one of the two the hemsworths all of them all of them neighbors are home and away yeah. how did i not get a? well i guess i should have been born in australia and new Zealand, whatever
1: there are only two jobs so um, <laughs> but everything went kind of horribly wrong when um my teachers at school who called me in having missed most of the first year mm. of a levels yeah. said, you know, if you would focus, you could get into Oxbridge, you mm-hmm. can get to Oxford or Cambridge. And I made the mistake as an African child telling an African mother that I could yeah. go to Cambridge. Oh, no, and then don't do that. <laughs> then it became like, you know, well, forget you acting. Yeah. Uh, it's now her mission in life yeah. to make sure I get there. And when I got to Cambridge, I found so much that was great and wonderful and mm-hmm. wrong and mm-hmm. toxic yes that yeah. i really started my activism there mm-hmm. which has kind of led me down this path to getting into journalism it was a, i went to trinity college cambridge the largest of the yeah. cambridge colleges mm-hmm. with only 33% women with yeah. a culture of misogyny yeah. and just Ugh.
2: rampant you I know i cannot imagine i do not know a single non-white person who has had a positive experience at oxbridge yeah
1: you see and i would counter that because i did not have a negative
2: um (laughs) experience
1: i think really what i found really troubling was that to have a good experience as a person of color or as a woman in those environments you had to be of a particular personality Mm. type which I'm one of these people who can move in any circle and I can get on with everyone. So I hang out, I can hang out with the sporty crowd, the musical Mm. crowd, the theater crowd, the nerdy crowd. And so I kind of like, I'm amorphous that way. You're a
2: journalist, that's Exactly, (laughs) so
1: that's it. But on on average, most people of color felt quite confined to hanging out with other people of color. Most women, particularly at Trinity, if they weren't, outgoing, mm-hmm. and deemed attractive were mm. largely marginalized and shut out to the point mm. where you couldn't go into the college bar and feel mm. comfortable. Oh like it was literally run yeah. by the yeah. cool kids. Right.
0: And you're like an outgoing,
1: attractive girl. And yeah. so they're like, you're great.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you're, but that was just wrong. And yeah. so you have all these people suffering oh and feeling boy. completely cut out of college life. And so that kind of became a bit of a mission of mine. And yeah. so I ran for student union and then I resigned in protest from student union <laughs> <And a girl. laughs> we love to see it well you
0: can you can take the girl out of
1: drama school oh, Yeah. That's you dream. can't take the drama out of the girl mean, I didn't and I didn't resign quietly people I was like you know some, what's the a, point of resigning quietly you know it was with great fanfare this is
0: a personal favorite is actors who become other things because you never lose it you never I'm like did you major in theater and they're like why do you ask I'm like, I'm maybe the way you just then you got a lot of personality for a chemist is all I'm saying you know (laughs) you did it man so so yeah so then what took you from
1: so I gave up the acting what did you study English English didn't really go to class very mm-hmm. much either there mainly because it was, there was just a so, well there were just so many issues to, yeah. to, to fight yeah. <laughs> so many things to do there were no lights on the back uh, mm-hmm. the back avenue so people coming back from yeah. late lectures mm-hmm. were scared but they yeah. didn't want women to, you mean women yes, they didn't want course. to put lights there no. because you know it's historic and it's pretty too pretty and, yes mm-hmm.
2: um, you know what I mean we want this moody alley because kind it's of ripen- evocative of trendy, Jack trendy, Jack the Ripper you know, exactly which is traditional so we're going to keep it that way. The golden age of Jack the river. <laughs> With the mist coming off the river, Cam.
1: You know, casting a dark shadow. Um, you know, there was, just, there was just a lot to agitate over. This is so interesting. I have
0: never, yes, obviously. Like the second you mentioned it, I was like, oh, it would be f- hell. Yes. It would be pure hell for anyone with any sense yes. who's a woman of yeah. color. My goodness. Yeah.
1: And so it was three years where, you know, I started a college magazine, which named and shamed all those lecherous guys who prey on <laughs> wow. new I love students. I mean, and which was, as you can imagine, made me deeply, you know, really popular. This is so spicy. I love it. And, this is where um, you get
0: to be. This is where it helps to be pretty. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> true, true. Facts. Facts. Yeah. All I'm saying is they were like, wow. Well,
1: She's a little spicy. <laughs> Especially the 70-year-old, you know, fellows who called me up and said, you really have to come to class. Yeah. You know, you can't just not come.
0: It's in protest. It's like, you have to come. And I'm
1: like, but why? A bunch of misogynists, yeah. mainly. And yeah. don't, you know, don't call on females in the right. sessions. And what's the point? Yeah. What's the point yeah. here? Yeah. yeah. Um, but... That really kind of set me, and then I wrote for the college, uh, the actual university newspaper, and that kind of set me on the journalism path. And I decided that I wanted to work in television, also largely because everybody else was applying to McKinsey and everything Mm -hmm. else. And I didn't want to be a lawyer, I wasn't a medic, I wasn't a vet. Mm -hmm. I decided I wanted to get into issues like TV. And back then, that really meant Kilroy, which we all know, back in the day, our talk show of... Of some note, a former um, British MP mm. who got his own talk show, which was initially issues-led, then mainly became "I slept with my daughter's yeah, husband, yeah, yeah. and I took diet pills and tried to <laughs> yeah. kill
0: <Right>. my children." <laughs> <Tried to> kill. <laughs> um, anyone, yeah, anyone. Period.
1: And that was my first job in television, <laughs> oh, which was okay. booking guests. Mm. And I will say it's the best job I've ever had wow. because, I mean. Robert, everybody knows, is kind of horrific as a boss, mm. but it taught me how to interview people. Right. Mm-hmm. It taught me how to, sadly, push people's buttons and mm-hmm. get them to share things they never should tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> So I went from that to other talk shows mm-hmm. and then moved to BBC Scotland. I lived yeah. there for three and a half years before I realized that as a black person, I wasn't going to work. I moved back to mm-hmm. London and eventually ended up at Sky Sports News as a sportscaster, the oh, ultimate wow. boys club. Oh, of course. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: yeah. Just diving right in. Mm-hmm. Diving, you know, <laughs> right in, sports.
1: Makeup, makeup artists who didn't know how to do black of skin. Oh, God, so yeah. I'd wear green jacket and green eyeshadow. Oh, great. Yeah. Great, great, great.
2: There was, there was a lot of that.
1: No. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Yeah. What? There's a lot of green eyeshadow and green jackets, a lot of blue eyeshadow and blue jackets. No, now, I, I should, should also add that my mother decided eye. that, you know, she was going to have a local African tailor make these jackets, mm-hmm. which okay. never fit
2: quite right. Oh, my gosh. They're quite boxy. This is very... Um... <laughs> House of Darion. <laughs> yes. It is right very now. House of Darion. <laughs> very, very much so
0: weirdly triggering me
2: it's Like It's
0: you can't turn your back on your culture yeah. you can't say no to your mom no
1: so you got to do it she'd arrive and she'd open the case and there'd be jacket yeah. after jacket oh God, wilder and wilder shades yeah. of orange yeah. and lime green and <laughs> vermilion and yeah. yeah and i would rock those <laughs> on <laughs> sports, sports. yes yeah. on sports yeah <laughs> Did you have any interest
0: in sports? You're really
1: like, No, we're but listen, it. it got to the point where i left Scotland yeah. and I'd lived on my aunt's couch for a few weeks, yeah. gotten a part-time job presenting something, and that turned out to be a kind of dodgy network, a digital network that folded. And then I got an agent who said, Okay, truth be told, and I've never really said this publicly. That I got a new agent who said Sky was doing open auditions, mm-hmm. and I honestly thought I was going for an audition at Sky News. Oh. Right? Actually, was at Sky Sport. Right.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, like, excuse me, when? When they said read, I said.
2: What is that? <laughs> Sports I was like, balls. Uh,
1: <laughs> who? The cricket. Did Patrick Vallara Who is? Who
2: is that? What um, country is he prime minister? Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> he plays badminton. No. Um,
0: but funnily enough, he coaches badminton. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the only thing worse than a professional. <laughs>
2: Um, coach. sorry <laughs>
1: jokes aside
2: no it's this very is, funny this is very traumatic. funny this is traumatic so i sit sorry. there
1: oh my god At first it started all very well yeah. the screen test they said tell me about your day and i can natter to a a, a wall yeah. and i well i did this and i did this and i had breakfast and i did this and apparently the the exec there karen wilmington called up to the to the editor and said you better come down we have a live one here come down down and see her and then they ran the prompter Mm. (laughs) then it got a little tricky Mm -hmm. then it got a little tricky and I was like Crystal Palace played Manchester United and the whole time these sirens are going off in my head I'm like holy shit I'm doing a sports interview and I have no idea Mm. and yet I got a call back and got I got it I walked into this man's office Andy Cairns who's the head of Sky Sports and I sat down and he asked me a series of questions who manages this team mm. where does this team play mm-hmm. does he asked me five questions and I was like I got nothing <laughs> sorry to this man sorry and but he that said, stuff can be learned yeah at which point he said but are you willing to learn and mm. I thought to myself for a job and a steady paying <laughs> opportunity you're damn right I am <laughs> Correct answer. And I was the only black woman on Sky Sports News. And to date, I am still the only black woman they have had on Sky Sports News. And I left Why in am I acting 2, like I'm surprised? Like, 2005. Oh my God. And they have not had a black female anchor oh. on contract Oof. the whole way through.
2: Ah, that's a bummer and yeah it's completely unsurprising yes unsurprising. completely unsurprising mm. but then there
1: comes a point where you say I cannot talk about you know Michael Owen or David Beckham's groin anymore mm-hmm. it is yeah. time I mean <laughs> unless there are drinks
2: involved yeah
1: <laughs> there comes a point where you're like yeah, no, I'm I, not. you know, there's, there's just more to life. Right. Mm-hmm. And I decided that I actually wanted to use my voice, you know, that whole voice thing, you yeah. know, being purposeful Absolutely. came back up. And there was just a lot happening in the world. It yes. was just a really, you know, Pope John Paul died. There yeah. was a tsunami in Southeast Asia. Rafi Kariri was assassinated in Lebanon. It was well felt like it was on fire it was boiling and I was talking about you know sprained ankles and you know Mm -hmm. not making the first 11 Mm -hmm. and I just decided one afternoon that I was going to go and work for CNN Mm -hmm. call my mother up who has forever been my champion her response to any idea is what's the plan yeah gave her the plan and a year later I was working for CNN fantastic it's
2: incredible so what kind of um, what was your first kind of you know sort of coverage that you were doing at CNN um, so they brought me in. This wonderful woman who's sadly no longer with us, Rena
1: Golden, really made it her mission to bring in people of color hmm. and young people of color who didn't necessarily have any formal training. Right. And we came in on her own, like Rena Golden. School of Journalism, mm. where we um, wrote in the newsroom for two days a week. Mm-hmm. So I wrote Wednesday, Thursday, no, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and then I anchored Friday, Saturday, and Sundays. Oh, wow. The late shifts, the overnight shifts. Where basically you would be safe because mm-hmm. back then the news wasn't moving at this pace. Exactly, where every yes. day there's something, every second there's mm-hmm. breaking news. So you could learn on that shift, and you could, you know, interview Ariel Sharon's surgeon when he took ill and you could ask a stupid question and they put the phone down on you yeah. <laughs> which was one of my experiences oh my and, god And um, because it was a stupid question <laughs> um, but you know that's that's how I started I started doing that and just you know over time moved on to more um, more desirable shifts yeah. shall we say yeah. moving from 6pm to midnight Friday, Saturday and Sundays to weekdays and all the rest of it
2: that's fantastic and this is the version of the morning show that I want to see yeah exactly well, they put the exactly phone down by the way and the <laughs> yes. breaking, but also just yes. like a bunch of people of just yes. being under this like and learning on the job at cnn it sounds great so
0: then you were there for a long time and what led to your yeah demeaning? i mean listen it was
1: an amazing time and you know covered more um more moments of breaking news from you know the highs the lows you know elections coups crashes, but Wars, I mean, revolutions, all of that over 13 years and uh, did a lot of their Africa coverage. Mm-hmm. But, you know, 14 years, was it was 13 years, um, just felt, was beginning to get a little old, I have yeah. to say, um, by the beginning of that year. But also, it, the business has just changed, like we said, it's just become... I mean, there's kind of one story in town, sadly, because I actually think there are many stories to be told. Yeah, no,
0: there's one. Um,
1: But there was one story, and it was beginning to make me feel icky, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, just adding to, I always say this, you know, adding to the toxicity in the world. Yeah. And having to be part of conversations that were intellectually disingenuous. Mm -hmm. Indeed. You know, Mm -hmm. the fact, you know, as we see even today, in, you know, the last few days, that people are willing to regurgitate Talking points that they know yes. are patently false, yes. absolutely, yes. and that I have to somehow yes. engage you respectfully and yes. do this merry mm-hmm. dance for something that we all know is a lie, yeah. Yeah. F- and it's not a matter of opinion; it is no, it's fact a fact, exactly. Or just like
2: a gross rem- misrepresentation. Like today, yeah. we uh, experienced the um uh, the Elizabeth Warren two million dollars story, ridiculous, which is absolutely insane absolutely
1: insane for 33 years she made it yes, yes. nobody so, mentions that but every woman is about yeah. the you know, no one goes beyond the headlines yeah. and everyone does this false outrage that yeah. everyone engages in and luxuriates yeah. and and it just got to the point where it was noxious yes. right and also I mean, you know, some will be offended, but there are certain people out here with certain viewpoints that are being given airtime, which, you know, on an evening, I thought, I'm literally about to climb over this desk and yeah. I'm gonna yeah. slap you yeah. if you say that one more time. Mm-hmm. If you kind of dismiss, you know, the entire continent of Africa and tell me yeah. to get over it, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to climb over the desk yeah. and I'll slap you. Well,
0: that's the thing. The unfortunate thing is these people are like treating it as though you're just on, fine, you're on their... Uh, uh, regurgitating talking points and we should all talk to each other respectfully but you have to understand that this stuff is very personal for yeah. a lot of us so even though you can be a professional human being up there they're talking about things that affect your life much more than
2: they affect theirs and here's the other thing as well this, this talk of the respect it only seemingly goes one oh, way absolutely yeah. there is no respect yeah. <laughs> for the actual people being harmed no, no. and there's just this ridiculous level of false equivalency which absolutely. is just so tiresome mm-hmm. and I'm just sorry and again in the interest of being fair and biased. No shit. bullshit it's absolutely fucking bullshit. Yeah, in and a very so, you
1: know, when the president says, you know, why don't, you know, Africans go back to their shithole countries <laughs> and Nigerians live yeah. in huts yeah. and, you know, talks about only wanting Northern Europeans. That's offensive to me. And then yeah. when I have a yeah. guest on my yeah. show who says, well, Africans could do with being a little bit more grateful, oh, boy. <laughs> you know, at that point you think to yourself. <laughs> this This cannot Can't go this on like, I anymore. cannot keep yeah. doing this, and yeah. so you know we reached a point where the network was wanting to make editorial changes and move the show that had come to l a and that's mm-hmm. how I ended up in mm-hmm. l a because they um, brought a show to l a We did it for three years and then decided that they wanted the show to go back to Atlanta, yes. which mm-hmm. is where I started mm-hmm. and I was like, between the work itself this. This move, this life move, and the fact that I actually just want to tell other stories. Yeah, yes. Stories about women, story about people on the margins, yeah. story about people of color. This might just be a good time. Yeah. You know?
0: that makes sense i mean the industry has changed so much i even hear that from my friends in newspapers you know they're like we can't i'm sorry we can't do that or we can't print that because um we have 39 pages devoted to the same thing yeah. and they know it and they feel it and it's really frustrating It's really frustrating for them
2: and sadly that one story that is donating so much to the news cycle is such an enormous money maker it is yeah. it
1: prints kind of cheap money. yeah right you know it's not it's kind of cheap it's like if you're a us-based organization Mm. it's a plane ride it's a Mm. train ride and you know you've got all of them have outfits Mm -hmm. you know in the nation's capital it's kind of cheap it's not like sending someone to bangladesh Mm -hmm. right Right. Right? and dealing with with all of that security logistics fixes
2: no it's local mess that's a good point Um, you know, so you were mentioning uh, covering a lot of the Africa stories whilst you were at CNN. I guess like having an advantage of actually being having being able to spend your formative mm. years like back in Sierra Leone. Did you think that that gave you an advantage over some of your colleagues and being able to like tell certain stories or understand the nuances and past things? Or I, I, I think it
1: definitely gives you. I mean, it just naturally yeah. does. You know it. You know you relate to it in a different way. So you definitely can. You can tell the story with just a slightly different tone yeah right and 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 in that i think there's there's a kind of humanizing that comes with it because mm-hmm. let's face it i think yes. you know when we talk about whether it's africa or you know the Indian of continent or oh, whatever yes. it is i mean you're having, black having and brown an outsider people, you know yeah, black, yeah. black and brown people when those stories yeah. are told it's hard to put your finger on it, but you know mm-hmm. when we watch it and we see other people yeah. tell mm-hmm. our stories, you can feel the disconnect. Yes, you yes. know, and not necessarily that that comes from a place of negativity. Mm-hmm. It's just a disconnect, yeah. right? Um, and so, no, it's a book report exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas you know when we tell these stories, it's about, a story, I mean, it's a it's, human. It's, 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 you know when when ebola happened yeah. and america decided that that story was largely unimportant mm-hmm. until a bunch of americans of caught ebola and at that point a helicopter fell, followed the the um, ambulance when it landed at atlanta Hartsfield jackson oh meanwhile ebola which did hit my country sierra leone yeah. nobody gave him you but know i gave, it gave a shit um, and that was that that was re- you know that was really difficult and then when you see the the readiness with which people can be cavalier about black and brown lives mm-hmm. when those are captured on film, and maybe exiting this world or mm-hmm. in a state yes. of just and the lack of dignity awarded to them or given to them, or the lack of yes compassion,
0: the humanity you is can lacking. see it even
1: in just the, the, the shot selection. Yeah. yeah, I mean we saw that even in Kenya, the New York Times when there was that shooting at the the Doucette compound when um, it was attacked a couple of months ago. And they posted, they put the picture of this blood strewn, you know. No, it's disgusting. With it's dead like bodies. they don't like, see us as people. You would never have done that. You're not allowed like to like even a, yeah. show dead Americans, yes. right? You're not like. As uh, you shouldn't be. Right, yeah. that. No, like as curious. you should be. I'm not advocating for that. But, but that, that line is held and respected. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. For white
2: bodies and For L white bodies, ones. but for
1: black and brown bodies, there is a, you know, oh, it was a mistake it got through. But no. it never gets no. through exactly. the, 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 you know. No, because there's
0: a, there's this implicit bias and they, they think it's less than. You yeah. Know, that's what it is. Like, let's all be honest
1: about it. Totally. That. I mean, I write about that in my book because, you know, I say that's a dirty little secret at the center of every newsroom that there is, you know, there's literally a scale. And, you know, at the bottom of the scale are black and brown people and stories that are about, you know, indignities and injustices to black and brown women, mm-hmm. then black women. Yeah. African women, yeah. mm-hmm. Oof, well, well, we're really plummeting. My
0: theory scale. is that all the rape, um, the rape crisis in India, which is a horrible mm. problem. And, and there are a lot of societal ills that need to be reversed. I believe that that has been such a big story here because um, they're worried about white women traveling to India.
2: <laughs> like
0: that's all it is. Also for I me, really think that's all it is. I oh think yeah. it's a tourism, I think it's a tourism thing. I think that people here are like, wait, but I want to go to India. I love yoga. I, that's what it is like mm, let's me. Not, yeah.
2: i feel that the tone is look how worse it is than it that's is that's what here. i think that yeah too, that, like That we, too. like yeah we're having that me too. too here but you know women are getting like gang raped yeah, yeah, yeah. so you and know
1: we're not as bad on the side of side yeah. of the road i think it's you know i think it is confirmation bias yeah mm-hmm. i think it's confirming the worst held notions of what it is to be from these places mm-hmm. and who we are as, you know, as communities of color. Like, mm-hmm. look, look, don't be the one civilized. I mean,
0: listen, we're here. We're here for yeah. a reason, right? <laughs> we're yeah. here. It's great. I don't want to live in India. Absolutely yeah. not. We cannot treat People are people. Yeah. Like yeah. that's and that's that's a very American thing—the exceptionalism argument, right? Yeah. Just like we're Absolutely. just better than everyone else. Absolutely.
1: But then I, you know, I was come back to listen. I, I live here and I love living here. Yeah. And I've become an American citizen, and I I do truly believe that there are opportunities to be had here in America that mm-hmm. aren't available to me anywhere mm-hmm. in the world. And there is a there's an idea of exceptionalism yes. which mm-hmm. I find incredibly inspirational, yeah. right? But I always say, you know, as someone who is an internationalist and who grew up in Africa, mm-hmm. was born in Europe and has lived, you know, across those different places, I do always say, but, you know, the idea is real and it's beautiful. But we can also look at the data, yes. which isn't really backing mm-hmm. that yes. up yes. Yes. right now. And that we should acknowledge that mm-hmm. because that is the fault of our government, our our leaders. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the fault of spending choices. That that on allowing that exceptionalism Mm -hmm. to to really grow, I mean, and to really kind of be inclusive and open to everybody. Here's the thing. American exceptionalism
0: used to be, or at least it was for me, something to strive for. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, the interpretation is, no, it's a fact
1: it's mm-hmm. a fact we are just more yeah. exceptional
0: because of where we were born yes, and how we absolutely. were born and that's it <laughs> because of the lottery it. of life yes and that's ridiculous yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean you all could have been born 3,000 miles in that direction and then what yeah you wouldn't be the same special person
1: yeah what are you talking you know. about and when you look at the data class mobility has declined yes. Yes. yeah right you know you're more likely to die in the class mm-hmm. of which yeah. economic mm-hmm. class of which you were born into you know now than you yeah. know 40 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just the reality. And we want it to be so. Each yeah. and every one of us sitting here wants that idea mm-hmm. to, to be burnished and to be, you know, as strong as ever. It's not real. But it's not it's not yeah. real and it's becoming less so. And I also think these are important conversations we should be having. Mm-hmm. No, I agree.
2: I have a question for you. One, um, uh, you know, obviously being, doing, working at CNN and doing journalism, like th- how, 13 years, how you know, how do you you deal with the heartbreak? Like covering stories of, you know, seeing people at their absolute worst, you know, in the midst of things that are very, very terrible. And I find it very, very hard to uh, like do those, you know, you know, research those stories, even as a writer and being able to leave them. And I, I don't, how do you do that for that many years? What are some
1: I mean, I think it's, you know, it's hard. To, I don't know whether you ever really leave them. I think each time, mm-hmm. you know, they leave a trace on you and you you carry that. But in a way, um, as heavy as that can be after 13 years, because that's a lot of like markers, it also kind of reshapes you. I mean, it kind of, I, I think because of that, because... Because I found it next to impossible to completely lose or let go of all of those stories, it kind of built in me the sense that I can't just be sitting here yeah. Yeah. passively mm-hmm. you have to be telling these stories. Mm-hmm. I have to kind of cross over and actively have influence, impact. So I think that's—I yeah, think I'm that's operating in the sense that, yeah. that I don't think I did successfully no. because <laughs> if I if I had let it go, mm-hmm. the Nigerian schoolgirl's story wouldn't have kind of taken over my life Mm -hmm. and reshaped my life in in many ways um but it's that inability it's that i guess that it's that feeling it keenly Mm -hmm. that kind of eventually tipped the scale and had me say you know this kind of just saying it's kind of crappy over there and there's this great injustice that has been done now moving on to the golden Globes, normally yeah that's not gonna happen But then the question is, and I think everyone's
0: feeling it, or at least I'm feeling it, is like, how do you focus your energy to make a difference without feeling like overwhelmed by the world's pain? Because everyone's in pain right now. So how do
1: you, what is, what are the mental tools? Like, what are the... I mean, we talked about meditation at the beginning, which, like you said, is like a a mental bath, Mm -hmm. right? It is about trying to find stillness in the midst of the swirling storm that is picking up and not slowing down. It's also talking to people. Yeah. I believe yes. in support groups, yeah. you know, formally named as support groups or just other people who understand that work. There was a lot to be said for sharing that mm-hmm. um, with people and just kind of talking that out and talking it through. But I also believe in professional help as well. You know? Yeah. I you know I strongly believe in, in therapy and in, you know, I'm a great believer in it and user of therapy. Yeah. So I think there's, that, there's exercise. There are all these other outlets. But I think for me, it's some combination of all of those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, again, just, you know, I try and, like I said at the beginning, try, I'm trying to be very mindful in 20, 2020, not just with gratitude, but with joy. Yeah. Right? That, yes.
0: Yes. Like that making a choice. So important. In the midst
1: of this, mm-hmm. that I choose joy. Mm-hmm. I acknowledge the pain. I see the hurt. I'm trying to make it better. But yeah. I also choose
0: joy yeah but that has to be cultivated because Absolutely. most of the stimuli we're getting Absolutely. is isn't this terrible isn't this terrible the world is terrible this person's hurting this person can't find his parents this person you know there's just so much going on that it's hard to when you are raised with the perspective of like gratitude mm-hmm. and um and we're so lucky to have what we have. I think we all feel that way. How do you not just, I, crum- I crumple, I have kids. Yeah. Like if I see kids in pain, it's over for me. Yeah. You know, like take all my money, take a, no. take a limb, take no, like, I how do it. I live and how do I, how can I like enjoy my life when I know that so many people are in such a bad state? Like that's been really hard. Like that's yeah. a struggle.
2: That was a struggle for yeah. me as well I think like, like going to Sierra Leone last year is seeing a country that was so abundant mm-hmm. and had so much taken from it repeatedly, and then seeing things still being taken from it, you yeah. know in terms of like i mean just like resources from the apps from the ground being taken out, people being taken, lives being taken and just seeing a you know seeing a place that is so hopeful and just the injustice. <laughs> You know, I felt incredibly overwhelming, but being able to, you know, you know, take smaller actions and trying to, you know, kind of reconcile that feeling. But yeah, to do that for a range of stories over that many years—that must be quite a discipline in terms of like just you know being able to move on to the next story and being able to keep going and
1: yeah, I, it, it, it's it's not easy. But I, again, I think the the valve, the kind of release valve for me has been, you know, creating my own nonprofit that works with adolescent girls in Sierra Leone. It has been, you know, I you know I give my my services um, a great deal to the UN. I do a lot of moderating and public mm-hmm. speaking around issues right. there. And so I feel like, you know, my more so today now that I've left CNN, but at, at that point I was doing my bit to try yeah. and sway the needle back mm-hmm. towards yes. justice and fairness. So I think that that's how, um, that's how I kind of managed it in amongst all the other things. We talk about meditation, health, running, and, and all of that. By actually being able to help move the conversation, help you know talk to decision makers. What's the name of your nonprofit? It's called We Can Lead. Women everywhere can lead, and um, it's the hardest thing I've ever done, and mm-hmm. it is the thing that I am undoubtedly most proud of. You know, we have about five hundred girls in in the organization who are young leaders who are part of a four-year program and we are literally helping them reimagine possibility and helping them understand their rights their voices and helping them develop their leadership capacity and it's it's incredible to see, you know, people say, do you have children? And I say, yes, 500 of them. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, you know, they're my baby. That's incredible.
0: I mean, you've done so much. You've clearly been an activist since, you know, yeah. since you knew what it, <laughs> what it meant. Things mean a lot to you and you like to do what you um, can to change them. But your job that you've had, I mean, you've been on-camera talent for a long time. Mm-hmm. So there's that part of you that's like, roll up your sleeves and do the work. But there's also a big part of you that needs to look amazing doing it (laughs) yeah (laughs) so i i mean yeah what are your what are your beauty rituals like do they cleanse 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 cleanse.
1: Mm -hmm. your skin's amazing well thank you as airbrush um (laughs) um, because of wearing makeup for you know eight hours a day layers of it and then having it touched up every hour well, people are like touching God. your face all they over touching her. your yeah. face all over you know the key you know um then becomes just make sure you wash it off and you really yeah. allow your skin to breathe and i started getting a breakout towards the end of my time at cnn like at the on my, my jawline it's hormonal, mm-hmm. yeah. you know hormonal plus all of just all the crap on my face and then i started seeing a dermatologist mm-hmm. so i see dr lancer Oh, okay yes. and mm-hmm. you know not necessarily the friendliest That must be said. But undoubtedly the best dermatologist in town. I think he just has so many people coming in. It's like, next? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's also super, you know, once you you break through the kind of Exterior, you know, very, very sweet, but that really helped. And I do microderm. Ah, I do microderm. I love microderm. Do, do yeah. that every couple weeks. Yeah. I'm kind of Every off. couple of weeks?
2: I do it like it's every six weeks. Wow. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Um,
2: but I oh, kind of haven't been recently. Yeah. Can you tell us about your cleansing ritual? Like, yes. what do you used to get those eight hours <laughs> <of laughs>
1: worth well, of makeup I off of? I your use Lance's line. Mm. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. he has his own yeah. line. So I. I exfoliate every day, mm. which okay. he says is the key. Yeah, So I exfoliate every day. I use the exfoliator, the polish. I do the mm-hmm. cleanse. And then um, at nighttime, he has me on a regimen that is glycolic acid and salicylic acid. Mm-hmm. So, acid. So yes, yeah, exactly. Salicylic acid. And I alternate that. That's mm. right. Each day. Wow. And then use this moisturizer. It is like a full time. you like, bedtime isn't a, you know, yeah. a five minute splash Mm-mm. your face. No, it's no, no, like, no, 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 I got
2: stuff to do. <laughs> like, I have yeah. an agenda. Lucky I'm have, single, so it's okay. I have don't chores, chores I want to do. It. <laughs> like, and nobody's like, saying, Babe, great. what's no. happening in
1: there? <laughs> I'm good. You're <laughs> go like, hollering. loving me, loving so me, loving me. You, love me, love you me. look
2: incredible. The me, self-love yeah. is showing, by the way. It's, it's like,
0: incredible. i yeah. I'm falling behind you guys. So yes, not definitely great. that.
1: And then, yeah, so ex- uh, that's really that ritual, that morning ritual, morning and nighttime ritual. And now that I'm not on camera, oh, now no. I don't wear much makeup, which is like the so best. Nice. Yeah. It does mean people see me in the street and they kind of like, you're crazy. <laughs> because, <laughs> oh, you know, I'm rolling no. up. I wear a lot of hats as well yeah. if I'm not, like I wear a lot oh, of beanies. Mm-hmm. I wear a lot of baseball oh, hats. Mm-hmm. I wear a lot of sneakers. Is it so people don't recognize no, you? I'm just a bit just of a... I'm like this, I guess, fashion chameleon where, you know, I really like that kind yes. of, like, tomboy yeah. Yeah. Um, hoodie thing. And okay. then I like gowns. Camilla
0: says that sometimes, too. She's just like, well, you know, the, being a modern woman is like, some days I, I might show up in a ball gown and some days I might, <laughs> exactly. you know, you, I'm
2: not going to, you know. <laughs> exactly. See what mood I'm in. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. You know, I
1: totally, totally love that. And so I'm, I embrace it, particularly in L.A. where nobody yeah. really gets dressed up unless no. it's for yeah. a major An thing. Event. Exactly. So yeah. I'm in my element mm-hmm. here. But it does mean I do get caught out every now and then and I'm like, I really should have at yeah. least.
2: A <laughs> but it's also I'm sure in some ways on. it's kind of a bit of a like, you know, a reaction to being like on camera and being put together for so many years that to then have this time where you're just like, Ah yes. Like, <laughs> yes.
1: No, it's just like I don't I don't have to to worry. The only problem about that is when you go days without any makeup or oh, really yeah. doing your hair and mm-hmm. then suddenly there's something and you have to put it together. Oh yeah, you're like mm-hmm. what do uh and then it's like what should again. be 20 minutes yeah. becomes like an hour. <laughs> it does. Cuz like, you know, the me- the getting from yeah. the basement up to, <laughs> up
0: to the penthouse. Yeah. I'm always like, "Oh right, a mustache." <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: That's.
0: You know, when you don't look it's at yourself
1: Five days. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I must tell you, I when I moved it. to L.A., I, I get my brows done at Damone Roberts. Mm. He's like the brow king, mm. and, does every, and he's just a love. And I remember the first time I was in his chair, and he's I've come from Atlanta, and I'm in his chair. <laughs> and so he does my brows, and then he takes a look at my top lip, and he's like, sweetie, we're not in Kansas anymore.
2: We're good. Wow. <laughs> wow.
0: i keep the strips in my purse
1: so you know i I love that i was like oh you're in la like this is a new level of pain and discomfort because you want to in la it's all it's about looking
0: good without anything on yes absolutely like nothing yes yes absolutely and that's the whole point but then you got there's
1: a little there's a little maintenance for sure i mean although i'm known to say to makeup artists i'm like i'm not trying to look natural i'm trying to look flawless yes I love that. That's
0: an ex- <laughs> like, it's nice to be clear no, about your book. You very much. It's <laughs> a so spray on, baby. Yeah. The next thing we usually do is Beauty of the Week where we spotlight um, mm. a woman or anyone, anyone, sometimes it's my mm. son, sometimes it's my brother, yeah. um, sometimes it's an author um, that we just would sh- like to shine a light on this week.
2: My Beauty of the Week is a woman called Alison Davis who runs the uh, wedding planning company called Davis Rowe. Essentially, she's like led the charge in having uh these wedding websites like the knot um stop promoting plantations as uh, mm-hmm. wedding venues <laughs> We That's, support that. Here, here. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Why would you? Oh, and there's so many yeah. other places
1: in the world. Why? Exactly. So many
2: beautiful places in the world to get married. Why would you choose a place that is a source of um, uh, pain and slavery and murder? But it's, um, I mean, she, she did a great job, but it's also the not first said that, you know, we're no longer promoting these venues. And then Pinterest just followed voluntarily because Pinterest are largely, you know, they have an enormous amount of business Big in wedding. wedding. It's a wonderful bit of change. And, you know, again, it, it's very startling to me. I did. Yeah, I. I for one cannot see the appeal of getting married on it on a plantation. Um, I <laughs> really, um, I don't want, you really? know, you can't. claim anything. I yeah. don't, but it's also no. Need. Yeah, not, not for me. But it was yeah. like you know, Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds got married on a plantation. And, I, and for a while, I was like, I don't. Well, you know, I, I just assumed that one of them was from the South, and mm, so that no, was no, like, they just don't. Like, no she's from talzana he's from canada <laughs> like why he, would you he literally doesn't they he should my, know
1: better he's canadian yeah <laughs> he should
0: know better. They don't know i mean oh my god um i bet the second they anyone pointed out they were like whoops yeah <laughs> they were my landlords for a while and they gotta say oh, they're the nicest oh, yeah. nicest people <laughs> i've ever met so happy. they're so sweet <laughs> Your landlords, like too sweet like
1: too sweet they, like look too really, sweet. they, look like they both, they,
0: look like both I remember they just like I just got a call being like, oh, we're going to come check on the house. And I was like, fine. And I opened the door and it's them. <laughs> She's in like a sweatshirt and jeans. She's like the hottest person I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Not a stitch of makeup. He's just so tall and nice and handsome. He's like jiggling the door handles, like knocking on, oh. knocking around. He, she, they brought her brother because they were out for the day and he was on crutches. They were just so nice. I'm not See? saying they should have gotten married on a Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying I'm willing to throw them a... St- an
1: ignorance bone. It was probably yeah. a wedding planner, to be fair, who came yeah. up who gave them a bunch of.
2: But also, no, no I'm one should sorry, get married on a plantation. But I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not I'm giving not, an I'm ignorance not. bone to that. You know what a plantation is. I'm not is. allowed to throw you know an what ignorance. The- yeah, no, yeah, no, no, I agree. Just you I, I, you I know, I know what it is. I
0: definitely <laughs> am not allowed to throw an ignorance bone. I'm
2: no, just, <laughs> <You're> <laughs> just <laughs> eating nuts over your like, You're just going to pretend dong. you're going to like lose yourself in your food. So, um, a shout out to Alison Davis, but Davis Rowe also throw incredibly beautiful weddings if i hadn't gotten um you know married (laughs) in england i would have hired her she's fantastic also she's one of the very few high profile like black women um as wedding planners and she's amazing and um yeah so that's my beauty of the week i am divorced so my second wedding she can do boom boom there you go you want to do
0: it again (laughs) yeah i get married again because you know i choose joy yeah there we go. We got it. That's got to be on my resolutions list. I Choosing joy. That's a really good one. My beauty of the week is this kind of hilarious woman named Jen Gunter. Do you know who she is? No. no. She's an OBGYN in San Francisco. She's very polarizing online. She's always pretty mad. Um, she, I love it. I love her already. <laughs> just I love an angry woman. Um, she just wrote this book called The Vagina Bible, kind of all about your lady parts. And she was like the jade egg crusader. She's uh-huh. the one who like made a big stink about, you know, pulled out all the research and was like, why are you selling jade eggs and saying that it's good for your vagina? <laughs> <laughs> there is no medical research and no, you know, and they had said in olden times in this culture and that culture and she was like, no, no, no. There's also no historical Yeah, Was um, that just goop making up shit? <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. It's well, just was just the only
1: one who did it though
2: it's before we unfa- They're like, they've been around no, the J-roll things. They, yeah, to they pay quite a big fine. Yeah, they have yeah. to pay a fine Gooped for it. it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, for the claims. But, anyway, yeah. she's worth a follow on Twitter. I just find her fascinating. She's Done. always like debunking um, insane things that people say about like um, female wellness where she's like like There's no papers to support, th- like, it's just funny. I don't know. Right. I like, I like a woman right. who's just like, This, this is my is one thing, I'm an expert, and she constantly is like, Well, I'm an expert. So, what like, are oh, you? Where did you get your oh, PhD you read something on the internet? In lady mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. I find it wonderful. And what I also, her personal story is very much, she grew up in a very conservative household where there's a lot of shame around sex and yeah. like her, and, and she and she is really all about eradicating yeah. that. She thinks it's ridiculous. That's amazing. I Actually, love
2: that. I, I follow yeah. another, I follow this, um, OBGYN on, um. On TikTok, who is hilarious, <laughs> and she what just does they, What does an OBGYN talk about on TikTok? Well, absolutely, honestly, a lot of very helpful advice to young women, wow. and but told via hilarious videos. That's where all the young women are. I mean, uh, yeah, She's sure doing all. like you know, she's doing the Lord's work. Yeah, she's telling these women just like, oh. Your boyfriend is telling you that you know he you know doesn't like the fill of a condom. Fuck him. Like no, actually, don't, yeah, don't but, fuck him. Like, <laughs> metaphorically fuck him, but don't actually fuck him. That's what I'm saying. He's oh. trash and he doesn't care about you. Your boyfriend is
1: telling you that you know uh, the male pill has yeah. already been you yeah. know approved. Yeah. That he's on yeah. it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, but she also, like, gives immensely helpful advice, you know, about things like the morning after pill yeah. and, like, you know, things so it's just, like, people say, you know, there are lots of, like, you know, bad myths about it and that it's not effective after, like, X amount of hours. But she'll also, like, you know, be a reminder. It's like, if you are above a certain weight, the morning after yes. pill is not effective Ooh, for you. Oh, I didn't you. know that. You need to take yeah. two. Um, so, yeah, if you're your above body's something. absorbing it But the weight bottom. is yeah. not
0: huge. It's, like, 165 pounds or something. Yeah. It's wow. not, like, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, like, 20... It's, yeah. like, a little bigger than me. Yeah. It's not... Isn't that weird?
1: Yeah. Um, Who's your beauty of the week? It is the Deputy Secretary General of the United Nations, Amina Mohammed, who is just a badass. And it is just really lovely to see an African woman, a woman of color, that high up in the UN and you know, at the center of conversations as we're talking about to help make this world better. Mm -hmm. And we know that when women are involved in negotiating peace or any kind of settlements, those settlements are more durable because they're more inclusive. And it's just nice considering the fact that the UN, you know, principally tends to help the developing world, Mm -hmm. that it has a woman from the developing world. She's from northern Nigeria and has her at the table and helping shape the UN response to crises around the world. And I popped in to see her last week and I kind of doorstepped her. (laughs) <laughs> and she was very welcoming
2: which was
0: very very sweet of her so you've heard of cold calling I like, well, hello.
1: we I mean, heard it just
2: showing up I was like hi and i was having
1: a meeting with somebody on her staff and he said you know the dsg because mm-hmm. i just want to be referred to as the dsg yeah Like so the dsg is here and we know each other a little but she was very gracious because i did not have an appointment mm-hmm. and was very sweet so she's my
2: try it I love it it. just try it just show up
0: just show up in the UN totally they love that (laughs) they love when
1: they love when people of color just barge in (laughs) hello you help my people so (laughs) I'm here hi I have some
2: notes (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'd like to talk about your response in Rwanda can we talk about that please
0: (laughs) That's awesome. We the next thing we do this how we wrap it up is we play a game called Rosebud and Thorn. Oh, I love rose, this. Rosebud yeah. and Thorn, which yeah. I play with rose, my son. Um, a rose is a, a beauty wellness highlight. Um, a thorn is a beauty wellness low point, and a bud is something you're looking forward to in the upcoming weeks. We can start, Cam. Mm-hmm. What's your
2: rose? My rose at the moment. Oh, it's um uh, my expat net. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's essentially an expat net. It's a VPN that oh, you download yes. so that you can watch. TV yes. is, of oh, foreign, foreign countries. Yeah, yeah. So I use it primarily to watch TV from back in England and oh. specifically Gogglebox and Come Dine With Me.
0: Oh. <laughs> I love Come Dine With Me. Isn't I forgot it the the about best? it. I've seen that. Oh. it oh Do you oh know what it is? No. The best best TV show.
2: It's a competitive dinner party show and so there but are it's all
0: like immigrant moms.
2: It's hilarious Perfect. and it but it's also then some like oddly kind of like whimsical like very like odd British like quirky couples but essentially four different people host dinner parties at their house over the week. they're all just put into a group and still take turns having a dinner at each other's house and they come up with these whole menus and they're so competitive but it's also competitive in a very kind of like british way where everyone's like you know being like snidely competitive but like pretending to be very nice so good and it's also just like it's just such a show of weirdos and it's also really funny when like the meals fuck up like you know they'll be sitting there and like someone served like raw pork by accident um and um, it's so much fun, and it's they're just hilarious. like regular people. Yeah, they're just, I mean, just, just no one's a
1: professional chef. No. Nobody, no, no, no. You just and where no. where are the meals held? Where's the... at
2: their homes? Wow. So they go to each other's homes, they judge each other's homes, and it's just really oh, funny. oh
0: it's like oh. couches covered in plastic. I, I love like, this. It's, yeah,
2: it's amazing. It's what of my favorite shows. So I use it to watch that. Um, I also use it to watch uh, Gogglebox, which is one of my favorite TV shows. Which is literally a TV show about people watching TV. They tried to do an American version called The People's Couch, which is not. Good. Um, the I know it's terrible, but also there's a great. If you like a dark, moody British drama, mm-hmm. there is a new show called Gold Digger, um, mm-hmm. which is fantastic, and it's starring Jemima Rupert who is fantastic. Like if you liked Doctor Foster um, mm-hmm. or anything mm-hmm. like that, you're going like you'll very much enjoy it. But yeah, my expat net. It's about forty dollars for a year, and it's wonderful. So I yeah. love this. That's yeah. a
0: good one. Can a sweatshirt be a beauty product? Yes, <laughs> it's wellness. Okay, great. I was like, if I ring up a sweatshirt, Camilla's gonna slap me. <laughs> okay. the I was like, these wool socks my mom got at Kmart are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I bought this sweatshirt. I have worn it every day for like a while, but I swear it's clean. (laughs) I went to this lovely independent bookstore in Ann Arbor, Michigan called Literati, Mm. um, which has been around since 2013, I believe. It wasn't there when I was there, but it's wonderful. It's one of those places that just has like great recommendations from um, the people who work there and it just has a really nice vibe. They have a great kids section. They have a great cafe and they have great merch. Yeah. Um, Oh, wow. So I bought this sweatshirt in a medium and it's from a company called, I mean, just order one from the website. but the company is called bella bella canvas bella and canvas um, but go to literary.com I, I believe go to the website order a sweatshirt it's beautiful and support an independent bookstore Very, oh love i love that. this yeah
1: i absolutely love this for me my river would be there's this line called alafia oh. which you can get i've heard of this yes, yes. you can get it in whole foods mm-hmm. on from target um, Thrive, and it is a line created by an African man from Togo. Mm. Okay. Full disclosure, I am talking to them about helping them work, Mm. expand, tell the story of their work, because I think it's so amazing. Mm. I was already using the products and have them in my bathroom. And basically, it's all organic, natural products grown by women in villages Mm. in Togo, and they're supporting maternal health and education programs. So... I Ooh. love the products. They have the, a black soap okay. that I use, yeah. and they're just just amazing. Just big-hearted. It's like products that make you feel good and are doing good.
0: I love that. I love that. That's fantastic. It's good for kids too. Yes. Um people buy it a lot for their kids because yes. it's like hypoallergenic. Right. But I I will definitely like yes. buy more of it. Done. Absolutely. That sounds
2: awesome, Cam. What's your thorn? My thorn. Oh my god. We talked mm. about it briefly. That stupid that Peloton advert. <laughs> It's so dumb. It's what in the Black Mirror? (laughs) Genuinely, all of Peloton I find quite creepy as a brand. Mm. And it does remind me of the Black Mirror episode of like like 15 million merits or demerits (laughs) with Daniel Kaluuya. And it is, but it's so creepy. But so they, okay, they released this ad. We'll link to it. You've probably already seen it. It's horrifying. It's basically this woman has been gifted a Peloton bike by her husband who... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> apparently... She gently pressures her to take pre- a video yeah, every day? Every day. And the look of terror, <laughs> terror in her eyes is very clear that she's in an abusive marriage. And that if she doesn't lose five pounds, <laughs> that he is going to leave her and take the child and get full custody because... Who comes from vast amounts of parental family wealth, and she'll never get the kid. Why? It's a very this is a very long story, but it's horrifying. It's the weirdest advert. <laughs>
0: I had a few responses to it, and the first one was, "Oh, is this just like poorly directed? Like mm. it was poorly cast? It was poorly." But was there ever a way to make that palatable? I don't no. think there was. No. It was just a bad idea. Yeah,
1: I, I think the badly very executed. Yeah. of you know, being gifted yeah. a a piece of <laughs> exercise equipment yeah. in that manner is. The subliminal message. Yeah. Not even subtle. All in yeah. subliminal.
0: <laughs> yeah. Even if she were like, it's what I've always wanted. wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Right. You gave her something she always wanted. Awesome. Exactly. She loves to spin. But yeah. The,
2: but the, I don't know, all of it was very bad. It just poorly thought out. Very, I, it was one of those ads where you, that you could tell that Basically, there was not a single woman in the room where the campaign was put together. (laughs) And the fact that... But then you think about all the people that
0: watched it and were like, yes... And then you think about the fact that there was no statement and when there was a statement eventually it was but all these other people supported us. Here here are the emails. yeah. I was like that's your official
2: statement? Like well, you may have to like go back to the drawing board and walk maybe... that back. Well the justice is that that peloton shares plummeted vastly that's afterwards. Um, so misogyny doesn't pay. Well sometimes it does, but it's nice to see it when it doesn't.
1: I agree. <laughs> well, misogyny okay. seems to be paying pretty well yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> the most misogynist. Exactly. Uh, do Jack like
0: what was your thought for the week mine was okay so rock bottom (laughs) oh no (laughs) you guys I mean the wheels have been coming off for a while um which is why I am gonna take a month off but all of my medication is just done like (laughs) I have a blood sugar medication I have a cholesterol medication and um I have a supplement that I need to take and I just didn't Like they're just done. They're just empty, and I'm like, okay, well, how do I? I What do I? I called the doctor, and she was like, "Well, you got to come in for blood work." And I was like, "Right." So I went in for blood work, and then and then I got then they got to call the. It's been like a whole process, and then I'm like, "Why do I feel so bad?" Well, I'll tell you why. It's because I'm not taking my medication. That I'm supposed to take. But that I think is all under control. So hopefully I'll have it in the next week. I haven't taken my multivitamins. I'm a mess, you guys. I need a sticker chart like nobody's business. Can you go and get like a vitamin shot
2: just to tide you over? Maybe. Yeah.
0: I need something.
2: Yeah. It's just not great. It's not a great situation.
0: There needs to be like a spa that's just about like depleting yourself as a woman. (laughs) Where you just like (laughs) lie down and they infuse you with whatever it is you need. And then at the end of the day, you go home and you're like, oh... This is what it feels like to be. Did we just come up with an idea right here? I think it's a good idea. Where the Foxy brown spot? Where truly they sit. It's called. Yeah, the way they sit down with you and they're like, oh, here's what you're missing. Yeah. You need this and this and this and yeah. this. We can do your blood work. Oh. <laughs> Let's call Liz Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a Theranos. Like immediately, they're like, here, let me like smell your hand. Aha, iron. But I don't think we're going to get the
1: money we need to, to, to grow the business. You know what?
0: She ruined it for all of us, by the way. The one, time, the one time they gave a woman who didn't deserve it money, and now look <laughs> what
1: happened. Um, no, but to be fair, there they gave so a white many, woman, a white blonde exactly. woman money, which is part yeah. of what has been, you know, yeah revealed from yeah. this, this no, that right. they played into certain types you're exactly right. my, aisha's thorn my thorn actually i just stumbled upon oh. um the golden globes nominations oh are wow. wow. they're a mess mess <laughs> any female directors no. anybody they don't exist no actually they don't exist. can we acknowledge the people who did Queen and Slim, or who Any are they, Boy what's that? Never or heard of Farewell, it. Farewell, Farewell, or Little, little Women, Little Women, you know, Little Men. But you know, no. But instead, they decided yeah. to honor all the little men. Yes. And so they all have nominations. And <laughs> best that, director Todd Phillips, totally. And like, hey, me too. It? Times up. Who gives a it shit? Doesn't matter. Let's best just director
2: honor. Todd Phillips is up there with Oscar-winning Suicide Squad. <laughs> Let's oh just, God, yeah, it's so bad. Let
1: us just let's, let's think about that, shall we? Yeah,
2: yeah. So, yeah, that yeah. is
1: um, a major thorn, yeah. That yeah. I, um, I'm i still trying to figure that one out. I mean, I think I, I saw something about um, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association only having uh, 90, 70. Two, yeah. Yeah, 70, 70, 73, 74. Okay, I've been through so, the
0: process yes. before. I used mm. to be an agent and, and all this stuff, and it's very, I mean, it's a charade yeah I mean it's a total under a hundred
1: people voting compared yeah. to the Oscars it has 900 or something yeah. but they're also peers yes yeah. exactly so this is just yeah. a bunch of people want to ingratiate themselves yes. with
0: yes
2: to whoever but, throws a party sex up to their and they people. love a celebrity and yeah. they love 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 a celebrity what they call it. Yeah. but here's the thing that like you know they're like who's going to be at the party is yeah the that that's the whole thing but it's also just like there was only one nomination for Succession and I'm sorry like Succession was white excellence yes <laughs> like <laughs> I'm like they're, they're like, not even as good as the po- they yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> no. give them everything what are you talking about this is a yeah. rocket man yeah come rocket on man there's <sighs> always one it's the
0: carrie yeah. and the coal we're like rocket okay. yeah i don't need to see the rest of them
1: yeah yeah, yeah. meanwhile you know harriet you know and cynthia riva i mean yeah. at least she gets a nomination but again you know it's not getting the widespread yeah. acclaim no. that it should and
0: Remember how we were talking about not being consumed by
2: rage and being <laughs> Choose joy. <laughs> I am choosing to be joyous. Think about something else. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, what is your bud, Cam? Oh, well, actually, my bud also film-related. I am so looking forward to the Zola movie. <laughs> oh, you are! What? I'm so looking forward to it. Honestly, what look. A, so Zola was like, what is a, it. Zola invented Twitter threads. <laughs> what do you remember like i say so it was a couple of years ago and it was right before halloween so it was, there were so many halloween costumes but it was this um this black woman who basically yes! starts off a tweet with saying like let me tell you about yes, this really yes, fucked yes. up weekend i had with this crazy girl who i worked with in yes. a future it was this incredible Twitter yes. thread, yeah. the twists, the terms. Yeah. There was so, to be. there are incredible. still things that, like, me and my friends quote from it. That's hilarious. Like, it's just, like, saying that someone's lost in the source. Also <laughs> saying. was <laughs> really good. No, lost in the game and lost in the source. And then, um, <laughs> do you want to trap this weekend? I still don't know what that means. <laughs> it's all great. But they are finally, the movie is nearly here. It's premiering at Sundance. It's being, it's directed by uh, Jazinka Bravo. Jean-Yves um, Jean-Yves. Jeremy O'Harris, who wrote Slave Play, yeah. is um, one of the writers. It's going to be great. It's, it's going to be great. fucking Killer amazing. films also, produced it? Also, oh also, cousin Greg from Succession is in it. <laughs> I am so excited. I cannot wait. It's going to be really good. It's going to be amazing. I'm excited about this. <laughs> yeah. This is
1: exactly what I want to watch. Yeah. On your month off
0: yeah no really okay logline Zola partakes in a wild two-day Florida trip with a sex worker named Jessica her boyfriend Derek and Jessica's violent pimp who went by X oh it's gonna be wild but if yeah, you oh my god
2: just refamiliarize yourself with the Twitter thread I will that's I will. Link, Let's link to it excellent <laughs> amazing <laughs> Okay, what is something that you are my
0: bud? Um, two goals that I set for myself, like the year before I had kids, which was six years ago, was I was going to learn Spanish and I was going to learn guitar. But I have just I have just gotten my Spanish textbook and CDs in order, and I'm going to give myself a Spanish immersion class. It's going to be great. I will at least understand it. I know this is about languages. I will at least understand it by the time <laughs> I'm done. Might not be able to speak it, but I will be halfway there. That's that's important. I'm loving
2: this. Yeah, yeah.
0: I got it. I've lived in LA 50 years it's ridiculous it's embarrassing
2: it's annoying i do rely on doug for a lot of spanish because i like i only did like one year of spanish at school and but he speaks a lot better and i often do rely on him for a lot of spanish which is terrible and turning so, it around, around.
0: Yeah. turning it around yeah that's what so. i'm looking forward yeah, to what's
2: your bet Aisha?
1: so i'm going away uh for my birthday in january and as part of this beach um holiday i'm getting my hair braided i'm getting <gasps> i'm getting kind of caramel blonde beyonce braids yes. long single braids i'm very excited
2: about i'm this. excited for this i have this. to say Thrilling. very
1: single braids i mean uh, expect to see pictures of me with like yes uh, yes this, like crown of braids mm. on my head on the beach amazing so i'm very very excited about all of this and then a 2020 bud is starting work on my next book proposal Ooh, and opening cool. it up to the universe to see what story should be told. Exciting. That's I
2: want to
0: hear to, more about this. We have I'm, to have you back on. Indeed. Choose joy, that. man.
2: Yeah. Anything you want to promote or plug? Anything we should be reading or watching? Or-
1: uh, I am reading um, Tennessee Coates' book, The mm. Water Dancer. Yeah, I just, you know, reading that, loving that. But all I want to promote is people finding time for themselves and being mm. kind to themselves yes. and mm. to others. And don't take it all too seriously. Yeah.
2: You know, take a breath. Choose joy. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us. This is amazing. Thanks, Thank Aisha.
0: Aisha. For show notes, including links to the products, services, people, and causes mentioned on this episode, you can subscribe to our official newsletter, Stuff and Things, through the link in our show notes or at foxybrownspod.com. See you next week. Erios. He Powered by Acast.